Hello and welcome to Wait 5 Minutes, the Floridian podcast. My name is Nick D'Alessandro and this is our first very special episode of Tallahassee Tuesdays. It will be our series specifically dedicated to the movements of the Florida government, our legislature, and our brand new governor. We'll be doing it bi-monthly starting today. This week was the first week of Governor Ron DeSantis' term as governor and boy, what a week it has been. It started on the 9th when DeSantis named Barbara Lagoa to the Florida Supreme Court. This makes her the first Cuban-American woman to serve as Supreme Court Justice in the state of Florida. She has served already on the Florida 3rd District Court of Appeals for over a decade. She is one of three justices that DeSantis must appoint. Yesterday, DeSantis appointed Robert Luck, also from the 3rd District Court of Appeals. Both are very well respected in their court. Many newspapers are calling them part of DeSantis's quote-unquote conservative makeover of the courts, though none of their notable successes as judges have had anything to do with right-leaning politics. After appointing Lagoa, DeSantis had a busy day on the 10th, just his second full day in office, when he signed a sweeping executive order that redesigned several environmental actions in the state. They include, but are not limited to, fully funding environmental protection with over $3 billion, increased water monitoring statewide, the creation of a toxic algae task force, cleaning of septic tanks, a ban on fracking, something called green infrastructure, an expedited production of a 17,000-acre reservoir to prevent the spread of algae blooms from Lake Okeechobee, and a new chief science officer, just to name a few. I am personally most excited about the Toxic Algae Task Force, as well as the ban on fracking, which could be huge for the state of Florida. This was a major talking point on DeSantis' campaign, and conservation became a central part of his platform. This is strange because, despite this, he has claimed that climate change is just a minor problem. Along with these new things in the state, he has also called for the resignation of the members of the board for the South Florida Water Management District. This move is huge, putting pressure on a group that is facing a lot of backlash. The board is under pressure after they agreed to extend a lease in South Florida for the sugar industry to continue to grow on this specific land. This land could be used as a reservoir for the toxic algae that is flowing south from Lake Okeechobee, clogging up the shores and killing thousands of wildlife. The board, I will reiterate, agreed to extend the lease for sugar farms despite the desperate need in the state for more water filtration in the area. This is highly immoral and corrupt, but for DeSantis, it's a call for the board's removal. Two members resigned yesterday, Dan O'Keefe and Carlos Diaz. Four others have not only kept their positions, but are refusing to resign. More on these environmental effects as they are being implemented statewide. No doubt it will be a massive change to our environmental systems in the state going forward. I look forward to it. DeSantis also suspended the sheriff of Broward County, Scott Israel. Broward County is home to Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, where a mass shooter killed 17 individuals last February. Scott Israel's deputies met with the shooter 21 times before the shooting after he had suspicious activity that made the cops alerted to his activities. This was cause for his removal and other things, along with 534 out of 620 deputies under his command gave a vote of no confidence to his abilities as sheriff. Israel spoke out immediately, saying the move was purely political, and said that guns should be the central conversation and not the failings of his department. To that I say, why can't it be both? I digress. DeSantis also signed an executive order prohibiting discrimination in hiring or in employment based on several factors. They are, quote, age, sex, race, color, religion, 
national origin, marital status, or disability, unquote. He was hit with criticism immediately, however, as there was no mention of sexual orientation in this order. One last major move by DeSantis last week was the posthumous pardoning of the Groveland Four, four black men living in the small central Florida town of Groveland, who were murdered and lynched over a period of time between 1949 and 1951. Their deaths were perpetrated and misconstrued by the then sheriff of Lake County and violent racist Willis McCall. Thurgood Marshall, a lawyer for the NAACP and future member of the U.S. Supreme Court, fought for these men. Their stories are part of the book Devil in the Grove by Gilbert King, which won the Pulitzer Prize for Nonfiction in 2013. It's a phenomenal read and I highly recommend it. The men pardoned are named Ernest Thomas, Charles Greenlee, Samuel Shepard, and Walter Irvin. May they finally rest in peace. Thank you for listening to our first Tallahassee Tuesday. No doubt the next few weeks will be exciting as DeSantis continues to make moves and the legislature prepares to go into session in early March. Our next Tallahassee Tuesday will be February 5th. Don't forget our regular Friday episode, which will be coming out in just three days on the 18th. Until then, I'm Nick D'Alessandro. Have a great week, and let's keep it short. Just drink more water. See you Friday.